I will never apologize for standing up for a LGDP, a LGT, LBT, LGBTQ2 plus uh, kids rights. Kids, it's the kids again. That's that uh, Canadian fella, Justin Trudeau. He uh, stepped all over his LGBTQQIAA plus. His defense, it does keep changing, doesn't it? He will never apologize for standing by the uh, whatever, whatever the abbreviation is today. And we were talking about this a little bit yesterday. Let's look at LGBT, all right? Forget about Q, questioning, queer, whatever. LGBT. L is for lesbian, right? G is for gay. But if you're a lesbian, you're gay, aren't you? Because gay isn't just for men. It's for, you know, anyone who's homosexual. That's what gay is, right? Have sex with people who are the same sex that you are. Then you're gay. So if you're a lesbian, you're gay. So... LG, right out of the gate, is redundant and repetitive and unnecessarily duplicative. And, uh, and then uh, B, that's bisexual. Well, I think that we can probably agree that if you're bisexual, you're, you're gay, right? Because that's, you know, you're not uh, entirely heterosexual, so you're gay. But, you know, it's a little more complicated, I guess, so you can go with B if you'd like. But uh, LGB, I think, you know, G covers all that, doesn't it? Sure, of course, if you're L, you're G. I think if you're B, you're G. But then if you're T, that's a different thing altogether. So really it should be LGB, and then, you know, T should form their own organizations and uh, leave the L's and the G's and the B's alone because that's a different proposition altogether. That's what the Democrat Party has done. Uh, what was the, I heard another um, abbreviation on the radio yesterday that was like, um, you know, PBRFC, um, uh, it was just, it was uh, unbelievable. They're, they're getting so long. LBFM, PBRFC, and I'm like, well, what is that exactly? And it's just going on and on. Well, it wasn't that one, but it was a different one. These new abbreviations and acronyms, they're, uh, they're everywhere. All right, now, let's get to yesterday I shared with you a story uh, out of Glendale, California, where teachers had uh, gathered for a school board meeting and uh, parents showed up, and it turns out it was largely an Armenian parents group because there's a big Armenian community in, um, in Glendale, California, Los Angeles Metroplex, and Latino family uh, groups got together because they were teaching sexual deviancy to the children, little children, and when the parents showed up outside the school board meeting, they had crazy people inside and and a bunch of uh, lefties showed up and violently attacked the Armenian parents and the Latino parents. And the police came in swinging big billy clubs, uh, which is an Irish slur, and they arrested three people. And it turns out there were a bunch of Antifa in the crowd, you know, left-wing uh, brown shirts, attacking the nice family uh, members, the parents who want to protect their children. But the left sent in some of their criminals, some of their terrorist goon squads, to attack the nice parents. And then the police had to come in and break it up, and they arrested people, and you know, there are charges and injuries and all kinds of madness, right? And in fact, one of the people, Michael, we have the audio of that crazy woman that was speaking at that, because uh, this crazy woman, it turns out 
She is a uh, teacher. What's her name again? I'm in Chicago today uh, for our big event tonight, our WLS event. Uh, but what's the cra- crazy lady's name? She's a, a, a teacher speaking at the school board meeting. Um, and she revealed everything you need to know about her politics and the politics of the people that are making these decisions. I'm not just here in support of our LGBTQ youth. It's all connected. I'm in support of all critical race theory um, and diversity, inclusion, equity training. But your kids aren't even learning what they need to learn in, in, in this, that one in two will commit su- attempt suicide, and 95% know that they are trans when they are three, four, and five years old. Right. It's Adina when they're three, four, and five years old. But then she talked about her love of, uh, you know, various political uh, worldviews as well. I'm also a community member who volunteers extensively in Watts in South LA, and I work at the Children's Hospital Los Angeles with queer and trans youth in large groups. And so I deal with a lot of their trauma related to the heteronormative, Judeo-Christian, patriarchal, imperialist, capitalist system that oppresses them. See, the imperialist, capitalist, patriarchal system that oppresses them. And this is what has happened to our schools while we weren't looking, while we were, yeah, you know, everything's fine at the schools. We'll just pay attention to, you know, keeping our yard tidy and, uh, you know, uh, making our car payment and our student loan payments. And uh, Joe Biden giving a green light to that $400 billion in student loan relief, they call it which is called buying votes the old-fashioned way. All right, let's go to the telephones, and I have more audio for you uh, about the madness going on in our schools and then a Bud Light lady update as well. Let's go to Greg calling from Arlington, Virginia. Greg, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hello, Chris. Hey, Greg. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I was just calling about uh, what happened yesterday and or two days ago in Montgomery County, Maryland. I think you might have referenced that as well. We have a councilwoman named Christine Mink, and she showed up at the Board of Ed to uh, essentially smear, um, you know, gratuitously smear uh, Muslim and Christian parents who were there uh, protesting peacefully uh, for their, you know, parental rights. Um, we've done a lot of work, uh, full disclosure, I work with uh, local blog, cleanslatemoco.com. We've done a lot of work exposing uh, the councilwoman. She is a radical, radical leftist. Uh, like so many of them, and in, from California, and you're right, I did talk about this yesterday, Montgomery County uh, also had uh, a protest night before last. The school board is uh, implementing and imposing an LGBTQ curriculum on the children, right, Greg? And and for a period of time, the Montgomery County schools had granted, uh, through their great magnanimity and generosity, the option of parents to, to, uh, to, they could opt their kids out of the curriculum. And then, the, because they're leftists and they're radicals, right, Greg, they, they decided to take away the, the opt-out option. Isn't that what happened, Greg? Yep, that's exactly right. Um, you know, she she's been involved in pretty much every cause, uh, cause celeb. Uh, that's how she got elected. Uh, she was at uh, she was the one that uh, um, uh, attacked her. Basically, um, you know, in, uh, uh, Trump Trump's EPA um, chief Pruitt was was minding his own business at a diner in, in D.C. and she walked up to him and her her husband, who actually works for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, videotaped her, and that's how she became a cause celeb on the left and. 
um, her video went viral, and that's how she garnered that into this Montgomery County, um, you know, political seat. Unfortunately, but uh, yeah, she's been on every cause celeb. I mean, you, you can you name the topic. Uh, she's there as an activist, not a, not a councilwoman, uh, a council member. So it's uh, definitely interesting to see her squirm right now because uh, she's going against a pretty, you know, pretty very diverse uh, group of coalition of, of parents who are just just want to be able to opt out of um, curriculum. So she has to squirm and she can't she can't smear them as as she's want to do. Uh, so it's, it's going to be fascinating to watch. Well, uh, Scott Pruitt, you mentioned it. And uh, because we're in this business, Greg. Uh, we have the audio of this crazy left-wing, now Montgomery County, Maryland, Democrat, radical extremist, Kristen Mink, who maybe, you know, she should get a taste of her own medicine when she's out at restaurants and have people confront her. But, of course, that would be terrorism, wouldn't it? And she confronted Scott Pruitt at a uh, D.C. restaurant, um, uh, Trump administration, cabinet secretary, and uh, this is what it sounded like when she uh, I went. I wanted to urge you to resign um, because of what you're doing to the environment in our country. This is my son. He loves animals. He loves clean air. He loves clean water. Meanwhile, you're slashing strong business standards for cars and trucks for the benefits of big corporations. She uh, confronted him in a restaurant and uh, urging him to resign. And Secretary Prout was smiling and polite and uh, trying to be a normal person. But these radicals, and then, Greg, you mentioned that at the Montgomery County liberal crazy sanctuary county lefty MS-13 showering with your daughter in junior high school, you know, this is uh, what the Democrats want, and Kristen Mink is one of these extremists. She was with an organization called the Center for Popular Democracy, as opposed to the other kind, the unpopular democracy, and a former teacher as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, she used to work at Sidwell Friends, which is where the Obamas sent their daughters. Um, and she also started a nonprofit uh, to, to manufacture masks, uh, those, those, those infamous masks that we all had to wear and our kids had to wear, the masks that ended up polluting, you know, many a river and stream and sidewalk in Montgomery County. Uh, she started a nonprofit, you know, during that um, whole COVID you know, episode. So from, from which she is she, literally and yeah, from which she doubtless she made a tidy profit. Yeah, yeah, she is literally in every single uh, cause celeb on the left. Um, now, let me let me get uh, Greg. Let me get to what she said because we came in with audio of her today, and we saw you on the big board. And I said, "Well, listen, we have audio of uh, Kristen Mink today, Montgomery County Democrat, radical extremist, uh, uh, council member elected by nutcases." Now, again, the family groups in. In this case, I mentioned the Armenians and the Latino families in uh, Glendale, California. And at the same time, in Montgomery County, Maryland, all the way across the country, we're going from the Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic Ocean. And uh, the families protesting are, first, there is a Muslim family group, and I'm entirely in support of the Muslim family group and what they're doing there. And the Muslim family group has, has gotten together with a Christian family group which are all, all the parents are insisting, listen, these are our children. We would like to raise our children and not have them indoctrinated into your twisted, sexually deviant lifestyle in the first grade, if you don't mind very much. And, and it's funny because Michael Pearson and I were talking about this yesterday and said, well, listen, this is going to be hard for liberals. I was talking about it at Newsmax uh, last night as well. It's going to be hard for liberals to attack the Muslim groups because they can call the 
Christian groups extremists for not wanting their children uh, indoctrinated into transgenderism in first grade. But they can't call the Muslim groups extremists because liberals can't call Muslims extremists because of all the terrorism and everything. And, uh, you know, it would be racist. They, they think Islam is a race as well. So here's Nancy Mink, excuse me, Kristen Mink, at the uh, Montgomery County School Board meeting. This issue has unfortunately put, it, it does put uh, some not all, of course, some Muslim families on the same side of an issue as white supremacists and outright bigots and, you know, there are, however, the, the, uh, the folks who I've talked to here today, I would not put in the same category as those folks, although, you know, it's, again, complicated because they're falling on the same side of this particular issue squirm you heard her squirming there greg she's squirming like a toad her brain is squirming like a toad some not all of these muslim families are on the same side as white supremacists so you know this is they've got white supremacists that are hispanics when hispanics and latinos kill people the democrats try to label them as white supremacists now they've got uh, muslim immigrant families from the middle east that they're calling white supremacists because they have a political disagreement, and it's a sexual political disagreement involving the children. Some, not all, she says. Some, not all. And they're on the same side. Yeah, Michael and I were talking about it yesterday, and it's like they've got their cootie shot. The protesters outside the school board meeting got their cootie shot because it's being led by Muslim families, and the left can't be critical of Muslims or Muslim families. And then what she does, Kristen Mink, she uh, says, well, you know, you're on the side of white supremacists. So that's the, that's that. Isn't that amazing? Mm-mm-mm. Greg, thank you for uh, bringing it to our attention. And, and I've got more because I want to play for you a soundbite from Azra Nomani, a uh, wonderful Muslim woman, a great American, uh, an immigrant to the United States, and she knows exactly what's going on with these crazy people as well. And she was there in Montgomery County night before last. I've got her uh, coming up. And then the Bud Light lady and the update on her. Is she the biggest thief in the history of uh, business? That's uh, coming up. Did you know, uh, thank you, Greg. Did you know that you can purify the air in your home and get healthy, clean, fresh-smelling air, eliminate odors, kill mold, mildew, bacteria, and viruses? The Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier uses Oxy technology. People should get them in New York right now in D.C. That naturally sends out O3 molecules into the air. O3 molecules seek out odors and air pollutants in your home and destroys them. You see, the molecules seek them out and they destroy them. It uh, doesn't mask or cover up bad odors like a spray can. It eliminates them. It's called the thunderstorm because it purifies the air in your home and provides you with Pure, clean, fresh air, just like after a thunderstorm. Right now, you can save $200 American dollars on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack. That'll give you whole home protection. You're going to get three units for under $200, too. That's a fraction of the cost compared with other air purifiers that can go for more than $600 each. You can put one in your basement, your bedroom. Listen, you can hold it in your hand. It's a, you know, the size of a can of corn. It's not a big piece of furniture. And uh, and honestly, it, 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 anywhere you put it, you're going to get clean, fresh air. You like clean, fresh air, don't you? With this special offer, you're getting three units for under $200. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com. Put in the discount code CHRIS, that's me, 
to save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is Chris, and shipping is free. Yeah, Azra Nomani, uh, just wonderful, warning us about what's going on, and she sums it up perfectly. And then that Bud Light lady who's still collecting her paycheck. Uh, I've got uh, I've got something for you on her. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. All right, Azra Nomani is a uh, proud American, a wonderful American citizen, an immigrant, and someone who stands up for the truth and against the lunatics. She uh, showed up, Azra Nomani, at a uh, the Montgomery County, Maryland school board meeting night before last, and she uh, summed it up quite eloquently, I thought. You know, uh, Target has been having Gay Pride Month uh, events for 20 years. And this year, they came for the children. And then it's children and babies and toddlers and little uh, jumpy things for kids and babies and the sock thing and girls' uh, swimsuits for little girls. And that's when it all changed. And they're coming for the kids at school. And Azra Nomani summed it up this way. They came after the kids. What happened is they came after the kids. At Target, they came after the kids. In the schools, they're coming after the kids. And they attack you and say you have some sort of a phobia, which is a clinically diagnosable irrational fear. Um, I don't suffer from any phobias, actually. And, you know, but you guys are giving me the creeps. Uh, when do you hear the update on the Bud Light lady with the bad decision? celebrated my day 365 of womanhood and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever a can with my face on it ah yes normally of course it's his face with a can on it that is of course the um, what is the uh, uh, female impersonator TikTok person right who who became the face of Bud Light. 
Dylan Mulvaney. The Washington Post referred to Dylan Mulvaney the other day as an actress with a straight face. They said, actress Dylan Mulvaney. That's what they said. Well, Dylan Mulvaney was, you know, doing this TikTok stuff, and I guess a couple of people paying attention to Dylan Mulvaney. And then a <clears throat> vice president of marketing in charge of Bud Light, marketing Bud Light, the beer, the once great beer, a woman named Alisa Heinerscheid, who went to Harvard, naturally, didn't everybody, and then went to the Wharton School of uh, Business Economics at the University of Pennsylvania, both Ivy League institutions. And Alisa Heinerscheid, 39 years old now, had an opportunity to show how smart she was. <clears throat> she decided to take, what is it? The, there are two beers in China that produce more beer than Bud Light. But other than a beer called Snow, the most produced beer in the world, it's a Chinese beer, and Tsingtao, which is a good beer. I've never had Snow. I'm sure it's a good beer, too. Those two beers are the most produced beers in the world. Other than those two beers in China um, and global, global brands, Bud Light is the most produced beer and therefore the most consumed beer in the world. And that was the case until Alisa Heinerscheid took it over at the age of 39 with her Harvard and Wharton education. Now, about a week ago, I think it was about a week ago, the Daily Mail um, found Alisa Heinerscheid in New York City, I think in Central Park walking along, tried to ask her a question about the devastation that she's caused, the wreckage, the ruin in her wake. And uh, the New York Post published a story, as did the Daily Mail. The Bud Light marketing ex executive associated with the company's disastrous Dylan Mulvaney partnership is, quote, not supposed to talk, end quote, about the ordeal, according to a pal of hers that she was seen walking with in New York City. Alisa Heinerscheid, good name, Heinerscheid, don't you think? 39, refused to speak when approached by the Daily Mail for comment on the controversial marketing deal with the transgender influencer. He's an influencer. Before her friend cut in to explain that she couldn't discuss the topic. She's not supposed to talk about it. She can't, the friend said before they moved on and the Daily Mail moved on. Heinerscheid took a leave of absence from Bud Light after the brand began hemorrhaging billions of dollars over the partnership, which uh, saw Mulvaney touting March Madness promotion. Good idea. While dolled up as Holly Go Lightly. You know, Holly Go Lightly from that, that movie 50 years ago. And then uh, frolicking in a bubble bath in April. Good idea. It was real good because, you know, know your market. Um, you know who Holly Go Lightly is, is Alicia Heinerscheid for uh, crying out loud for the love of Mike. Now, let me update you on, on a little bit of this because a story came out uh, yesterday that Bud Light is co-sponsoring, that is to say sponsoring, a drag show party for all ages. Here we go again. It's the kids. At a safe space family festival event during Pride Month, which I think will never end. Bud Light is co-sponsoring all-ages drag show party, Safe Space Family Festival. The Northern Arizona Pride Association lists a, quote, no nudity city ordinance, end quote, for all gender forms. They've got an event for all gender forms recommending no nudity as uh, one of the regulations for the event. All gender forms. And how many gender forms are there? Well, that depends on whether you're a Democrat or not. 
Despite tumbling sales and negative press coverage as a result of its partnership with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney, Bud Light is reportedly co-sponsoring an all-ages Pride event in Flagstaff, Arizona, according to the Flagstaff Pride website. So the the uh, Flagstaff Pride, that's a lot of pride going on. Thanks for winning World War II. Thanks for curing cancer. Maybe, you know, you know, maybe gay people should go up and stop the fires in uh, Canada. That'd be a real good. And then we could have a parade. Oh, wait, we're already having a parade. So the party is called Pride in the Pines. It includes uh, drag queens and other performers listed uh, Bud Light as one of the companies sponsoring the June 17 event. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Bud Light was initially mentioned prominently in one of the posters. The event listed it as a family festival event, a safe space, an event for all ages. So, again, it's the kids. It's the kids. You know, you want to do whatever uh, regarding adults and fine, fine. Now, something occurred to me yesterday, and I started texting with my friends here, with uh, Michael Piercy and with Randy and with Kevin and going back and forth. And I said, you know, I want to look into something. So started looking into something here. Uh, and I, um, I discovered something. Who remembers Bernie Madoff? Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff is the biggest scamster, financial scamster, New York fraud, fake investment guru uh, who had all kinds of celebrity investors, Hollywood investors, Famous, you know, big name investors put their money with Bernie Madoff. And then, boom, one day a scandal broke out. All right. And um, an amazing scandal, Bernie, Bernie Madoff, the Bernie Madoff scandal. And initially, they said the scandal involves more than $50 billion, right? Bernie Madoff. Uh, Burke built uh, investors out of billions of dollars, billions and billions of dollars. And uh, and I said, I wonder who now let me just refresh your memory on this one. Bud Light parent company Anheuser-Busch sees 27 billion dollars gone. Shares in Anheuser-Busch near bear market. They lost 27 billion dollars in value. The parent company Anheuser-Busch because Bud Light, the third most popular beer on the planet Earth and the most popular beer in Western civilization, was taken over by Alicia Heinerscheid, who had a good idea to put Dylan Mulvaney out there as the face of Bud Light. Okay? And uh, just, just amazing, amazing stuff. They lost $27 billion in value. And it occurred to me, well, how much did Bernie Madoff lose for his investors. And I went looking and looking. And when you look at the first blush, the first blush when you look at it says that it's a $54 billion scandal. But then it turns out that isn't really how much money was lost. That's how much money was invested and, you know, yada, yada. Um, and it turns out when the, you know, they created special commissions and commissioners for all of this, it turns out that Bernie Madoff really lost $13 billion for his investors. $13 billion. The Washington Post reported that, and I went and found the story in 2020, 
as they combed over the Bernie Madoff uh, ruins and the Bernie Madoff wreckage. Uh, they they found money here and they found money there. And uh, and then the Washington Post got back to us long after the scandal was over and said, well, how much money are we really talking about here? How much money was unrecovered, was not recuperated and returned to the investors? And it turns out that it's about $13 billion. Now, the $65 billion number that they started with was the macro number, but that was a macro, macro number. And the Washington Post in 2020 said, however, Mr. Madoff is accountable for a loss to investors of over $13 billion. All right. And um, that says, you know, that the Bud Light lady has, Elisa Heinerscheid, has lost one company. Now, that was spread out over more than 1,000 people, $13 billion that uh, they lost, accountable for a loss to investors. Now, Elisa Heinerscheid lost more than twice that much, $27 billion for one company, Anheuser-Busch, because of her bad decision-making. And let me remind that Bernie Madoff, uh, every time he walked down the street, people threw things at him, spit things at him. The news media actually punched him in the chest and shoved him around on the sidewalk. He was arrested and thrown in jail. He was sentenced to 150 years in prison, and he died in a government-run prison hospital uh, several years ago. And now this lady, Elisa Heinerscheid, is walking around Central Park, still collecting her pay. She's taken a leave of absence. And she destroyed, she made more than twice as much money vanish, more than twice as much money disappear as Bernie Madoff, and he got 150 years in prison and died in prison. Isn't that amazing? Now, she was the vice president at Bud Light. She wanted to update and get rid of the fratty, you know, like fraternity, college fraternity branding days, uh, and brought in Dylan Mulvaney. She makes Bernie Madoff look like a financial genius again <laughs> because she lost twice as much money as Bernie Madoff. She made more money disappear, twice as much money disappear as Bernie Madoff made disappear. Isn't that amazing? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, indeed it is. And she's still, as far as I know, and I believe it's true, collecting her paycheck because she went to Harvard. Oh, sure. And... Honestly, these people, can I just say these people? Mm -mm 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 -mm. She's worse than Bernie Madoff. 20, well, twice as bad as Bernie Madoff. Absolutely amazing what she has been able to do to Bud Light. And how could anybody ruin Bud Light? I mean, you know, if you wanted to, but she did. So twice as bad as Bernie Madoff, and Bernie Madoff died in prison. She will be hired by another company. Harvard will celebrate her. The Wharton School will celebrate her. $27 billion lost for Alisa Heinerscheid. $13 billion lost for Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff dies in prison. Alisa Heinerscheid is toasted at uh, liberal parties. Thank you very much. Mm -mm -mm. Did you know that yesterday in Canada was their annual clean air day? <laughs> Actually, this is true. 
Yesterday was Clean Air Day in Canada. They have it once a year and uh, Clean Air Day. <laughs> well, they're, they're destroying the world. It's like the apocalypse. Also, uh, this is kind of fun. The temperature dropped six degrees in New York City yesterday because the smoke because the smoke is blocking the sun. So it cooled the earth by six degrees, at least in New York. And, you know, if you had a giant volcanic eruption like uh, Mount St. Helens that put hundreds of billions of uh, tons of debris into the air, that would block the sun to the point where it would cool the planet. <laughs> and what Canada is doing, because they stopped grooming their forests but still groom their children, um, they got these uh, dozens of scores of forest fires that are uh, you know, smoking out major cities all over the northeastern United States and beyond. Um, and they're cooling New York. It's cooler in New York. The temperature dropped six degrees because of it. All right, we've got, uh, well, you know, I got the story from Just the News. FBI caves, the FBI caves will let Comer's full committee see the Biden bribery document. You know, day late, dollar short, and it will be heavily redacted, you know, all blacked out because you know how the Democrats are. And obviously, Christopher Wray is a corrupt person and a Democrat Party activist. That's plain, plain for all to see. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to Joel calling from Chicago, Illinois, listening on the great WLS. And I'm broadcasting from the WLS studios today. Joel, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Joel. This is Joel. Hello, hey. Joel. Hey, Chris. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Hey, uh, well, I just wanted to bring up uh, Governor Newsom in California. Uh-huh. And... Um, I just like to say with all the, uh, if you just get like, uh, God forbid you get a match and some lighter fluid next to his hair, you know, those fires could wind up being worse than the ones that the Canadians have caused in the Northeast. You should never light a match near Al Sharpton's hair either. That's correct. Yeah, Al Sharpton um, and Gavin Newsom. Gov yep. Right. Speaking of Governor Newsom, uh, the reason for my call is that, um, I don't know if you've seen this, but he wants to propose a 20th Amendment to the Constitution whereby um, people would not have any kind of access to guns, including law-abiding gun owners. And, uh, you know, like you always say, the problem is not the guns, it's your sons. Yeah, that's so, right. Uh, yeah, I the problem is not our it. guns, it's your sons. Yeah, and he wants to amend the Constitution to ban... Uh, what he calls assault rifles, which he couldn't define to save his life, and to prevent, you'd have to be 21 years old instead of 18 years old to purchase a firearm, and I believe to own a firearm. Yeah, they're coming, they're coming for your guns. They're coming for the Second Amendment. They're coming for the First Amendment. They're coming for the Bill of Rights. And they're coming for your children. Just saying. So who's a bigger Ponzi schemer? Who's a bigger disaster for capitalism? Alisa uh, Heinerscheid or Bernie Madoff? Well, now we know the answer. I totally understand what you're saying about um, stupidity. I am. Uh, I'm coming to you as I mentioned earlier from the WLS studios in Chicago, looking out the big windows at. Uh, the skyscrapers around Chicago, Illinois. The city's looking beautiful. 
The Canadian Smoke Witch was smoking us out here a few weeks ago when my best girl and I were here for uh, high school graduation for my niece and nephew. Um, the skies are beautiful today. That my brother is headed here now in his convertible. It's a 1965 Catalina convertible. And uh, we're going to head out to lunch. And then this evening, it's not too late to get your tickets to the WLS event that I'll be hosting. Dinner, cocktail hour, a uh, little speechifying, uh, Q&A, uh, all kinds of fun. And a room full of people that you're going to love to meet because they're all just like you. So go to the WLS website to the events tab and uh, get your tickets. And I'll see you there tonight. It's a beautiful night to head out there, too. It's going to be a beautiful night to head out there. In Washington, D.C., on the other hand, they've canceled the, the professional baseball game. It was, didn't they? It's Pride, Pride Month. How could they cancel uh, their game? They had Nanny Pelosi uh, roll out the first pitch the other night, and she was wearing rainbow uh, sweatbands around her wrists and stuff. They've canceled the Nationals game. The Washington Nationals baseball game tonight has been canceled because of the smoke out of Canada. For how long will we tolerate this kind of treatment from Canada? They're actually talking about ca canceling the hockey game, which is played indoors, as you might imagine. The Capitals game, talking about canceling that as well. But they have canceled the Washington Nationals game uh, for tonight because of Canada, because Canada has done this. And... And keep your eyes peeled if you're in, you're in New York for Elisa Heinerscheid because she's, uh, she's destroying wealth wherever she goes. She makes uh, Bernie Madoff look like a good guy to invest with. <laughs> Completely crazy. Bernie Madoff, 150 years in prison for making $13 billion disappear. Elisa Heinerscheid, walking through Central Park, made $27 billion disappear, more than twice as much money. Uh, also, apparently, the Republicans in the House of Representatives are that today, Thursday, they were supposed to be um, taking up the matter of holding FBI Director Christopher Wray in contempt of Congress. Now he said he will allow, he will deign to allow access to the Joe Biden uh, corruption document, the pay-to-play document, the $5 million bribery document. He will allow all the members of the Congressional, the House Oversight Committee, to look at the document probably in a secret location and in a heavily redacted form. So now Comer and McCarthy are saying, okay, for now at least, no contempt of Congress charges. Right? We'll, uh, we'll see about that. We'll see where that goes. Have a great weekend. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.